Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. All of our programming here on Trumpet Radio is available in podcast form, and you can find our programming wherever you like to get your podcasts. One of the most misunderstood subjects in the world of religion is that of prayer and answered prayer. What is prayer? Does God answer prayers? Does he answer your prayers? How can, how can we know? We have a lot of instruction in the Bible on prayer, and we need to look at a few passages today to give us insight into the topic of answered prayer. And we'll start by looking at some things that Christ said in Matthew 7. So if you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out. We could look at these passages together and see what the Bible says about prayer. And specifically, having answered prayer. Matthew 7, and we'll read verses 7 through 11. Christ said, Ask, and it shall be given you. So he's talking about prayer. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. So you can see that Christ is giving us some instruction about things that we need to do and then what the result will be. He says if you if you ask, you'll receive. If you seek, you'll find, and if you knock, it will be opened. Verse 9, Or what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will give him a serpent? That would be horrible. That would be just a terrible, terrible way to treat a, a child that asks a question. Nobody would do that in most cases. Verse 11, If you then, Christ says, being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? So that's a a very great example there by Jesus Christ. For those of us that are parents, you know, despite our shortcomings at times, we do try to give what we can to our children. Any any parent that's thinking even just on a normal human level will do that. You know, to try to really give them something to help them and uh, as much as possible. And he says, well, you'll do that. Now, how much more will God, God who's perfect, God the Father, what will he do for his children? Much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him. And you can look at Matthew 6 and verse 8. And that shows that God is aware of our needs. He knows what we have need of, and that he knows even before we ask him. But God wants us to ask him because he wants to keep developing a deeper and deeper relationship with us. He wants us to talk to him. 
you know, for those of you that are fathers or mothers, you want your children to talk to you. You want them to have, you know, some, some rapport, some relationship there. And God wants that from us. He wants us to talk to him, to pray to him. And then, of course, let him speak to us through our, our Bible study. But there's admonitions here from Christ that we need to go to God the Father and ask him, and, of course, do it in Christ's name. And and then God the Father will provide. That seems, you know, maybe too simple in a way, I guess. Maybe people have some experience trying to, you know, or praying for something and it didn't work out or whatever. But we need to understand the depth of what Jesus Christ is talking about here and see the, the full picture Notice this quote. This is from uh, Lesson 14 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. That's a free course, and it's at thetrumpet.com. We have thousands of people signed up for that and going through it, and and we get a lot of feedback um, from people that have just enjoyed it thoroughly and have learned a lot and then, then, you know, want to keep studying into the Bible. And uh, if you haven't signed up for that, please uh, go ahead and join and it's a great educational opportunity, and it's free. But this is a quote from Lesson 14. It says, Just as a beloved son in need may approach his father for help, when we pray, we are petitioning our loving father in heaven to intervene in our lives and in the lives of others. So, of course, we don't want to just pray for our own situations. We, we pray for others as well. It says, Prayer is a very real personal and intimate communication directed to our Heavenly Father. Even though he already knows what we need, you can see that in Matthew 6 and verse 8, he wants us to ask him, to talk to him, and thereby develop a relationship with him. And when we pray to God, that's what we're doing. We're, we're having this deep relationship. It's a very real, personal, and intimate communication to God our Father. It's not vain repetitions or anything like that. It's not a ritual. It's a friendship. And it should be the deepest friendship between a, a father and a son. And of course, a, a, you know, the proper respect being there as well. But that's what God the Father wants from us. And when we pray, we want, obviously, some assurance that God will hear and answer us. And the Bible is clear on this subject. Notice 1 John 3 and verse 22, another passage dealing with answered prayer. This is a vitally important point here, 1 John 3 and verse 22. Uh, If you have prayed at times and felt like you weren't answered, then this might be something to consider. 1 John 3 and verse 22, it says, And whatsoever we ask, We receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You can think about Jesus Christ's example. God the Father answered his prayers all the time. Healings, resurrection from the dead, casting out demons, having money when they needed it. So many, so many answered prayers recorded in the Bible. But what did Christ do? Well, he did those things always that pleased the Father. He kept his Father's commandments perfectly. So that is 
our part in it. We have to ask. But then, as it says here in 1 John 3 and verse 22, we have to keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And in all of it, when we're praying, we have to ask according to God's will. You know, we might think that we could really use a million dollars, but that might not be the best thing for us, right? God knows what the best thing for us is. And we have to, you know, trust that he does. But he does deliver us. He does provide for us. He does protect us. He does answer our prayers. And we have to be obeying his commandments and doing those things that are pleasing in his sight. That's a big key to answered prayer. And ask according to what God's will is. And to know God's will, we have to study our Bibles to see that. So many people, unfortunately, make light of the power of prayer. And they do that because they don't see it working. They hear about it, but they just don't see it working. And a lot of times the reason it's not effective is because what's recorded here in First John 3 and verse 22 isn't adhered to. You know, people will cry out to God, especially in time of crisis, but if they're not seeking to obey God and please him, then they're not going to be able to have that prayer answered, you know, in most cases. Now, if the attitude's right and, and you know, God might intervene, he, he has certainly a perfect understanding of when to do that. But we are told specifically here that we have to keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Uh, recently, there was a mass shooting. There's been so many of them recently, but... Uh, after the fact, the local mayor, I believe it was, was giving a press conference, and he was pretty discouraged, pretty frustrated. And he said he was tired of people's prayers because that's usually what happens after a tragedy is people you know, say, well, we'll pray about it, or they have a prayer vigil or something like that, And uh, but yet these things continue. And so he was getting pretty discouraged, and he said he was tired of people's prayers because he doesn't think they do any good. But in his frustration, he didn't say anything about 1 John 3 and verse 22. You know, what what's going on inside that community where the shooting was? There's probably a lack of law-keeping. Certainly at some point there was. And you know, murder is something that it's it's not just sort of out of the blue. It there are sins and problems that lead to it. And Christ talked about that, about, you know, how we think and if we're full of hatred and that. So, again, people get frustrated because they see problems and people do say they'll pray about it or maybe they they pray about it themselves and they just don't see the changes or they don't see the answer to it. But we can't forget what we hear and what we read here in First John 3 and verse 22, that we have to keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Notice uh, Philippians 4 and verse 6. You know, if God doesn't answer a prayer, it's not his problem. There's probably something wrong with what we're doing. And so we have to make sure we're following the biblical admonition here. Philippians 4 and verse 6 
says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So we don't need to be anxious and worried, but we need to be praying and having a thankful attitude and let our requests be made known unto God. That's part of it, too, that we have to have a thankful attitude, be thankful. Jesus Christ thanked his Father that he heard him. You know, he'd be praying and he'd say, you know, I thank you, Father, that you've heard me. Even before the prayer was answered in the sense of a, a you know, a, the resurrection, I think, or in the case that I'm thinking of. But he said he, he thanked he thanked God that he heard him because Christ had that confidence. He was thankful. He was obedient. And he knew that his father would answer. And he asked according to God's will. Christ sets us a perfect example in everything. And his prayer life was also a perfect example. Notice uh, Matthew 21. Something else that Jesus Christ said. Matthew 21, verses 21 through 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be you removed, and be you cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. So there's a faith component as well. Christ knew full well that his father heard him. He knew he would answer him. Christ was obeying God. He was doing those things that pleased him. He was thanking God, and he believed him. Faith is critical. You know, if we don't think God will hear us or we doubt it, we're probably not going to get an answer. We have to believe it and then make sure we're doing what we can to draw close to God and, and ask in faith that he'll answer. The correspondence course says, Real answered prayer is a divine, supernatural, direct answer from Almighty God himself. You know, it, it, it's a real, real answer from God. It says, It is the result of obeying his commandments and laws, asking according to his will in an attitude of thanksgiving, and then believing in faith until the answer comes. You know, and sometimes it takes a while. God might test our patience, but he will definitely keep his word. He always does. God then promises that if he has to move mountains for us or perform other extraordinary feats, he will. You know, God's not just going to you know, do something just to, to do it, you know, just to, <laughs> for, for no reason. You know, but if there is a reason that a mountain has to be removed or if something has to happen like that, he'll do it. He'll do it. Now, sometimes people might think, well, I need to obey God and, you know, I've, I know I've sinned and so God won't hear me. But we have to remember that God forgives when people repent. The Bible shows that God does hear and listen and he acts as we obey. But when we have a misstep, when we have a sin, we need to repent and get close to God. That's what he wants. He, he wants us to repent and to get close to him so we can keep answering our prayers. Notice Psalm 34 and verse 4. Psalm 34 and verse 4. 
It says, I sought the eternal and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. And verse six, the poor man cried and the eternal heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. See, he, he will hear, he will hear, he will act, he will help us and he'll help us to, uh, to grow and to change as well when we cry out to him and ask him for that help. Notice Psalm 79, verses 8 and 9. It says, O remember not against us former iniquities, sins. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Sometimes we are brought very low in life by our own actions. And uh, God's there to help us if we'll go to him. Verse 9, help us, it says, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name, and deliver us. And purge away our sins for your name's sake. You know, a repentant attitude will go a long way with God and he'll he'll forgive. And we can have that close relationship with him and then move forward to obey him. The correspondence course says God will answer our fervent prayers for deliverance from every adverse circumstance if we determine to quit sinning, transgressing his law. You can see that in 1 John 3 and verse 4. That's what sin is. It's a transgression of God's law. It says, And he will grant us forgiveness in his divine power so we may be strengthened against disobeying his laws in the future. God's goal for us is to become like him, become perfect, to not sin. He doesn't want to see us harm ourselves or others. He wants us to obey him, and he's there to answer and to help. And so if there is a sin that... We're struggling to overcome. We have to go to him for help to do it and then really keep fighting it and conquer it. And then he'll he'll help us. He'll help us. There's a lot more in prayer. We have an entire booklet on it that you can order at thetrumpet.com. It's free. And also the correspondence course. This is lesson 14 that we've quoted from today. It talks about prayer. Please sign up for the course and request our book on prayer. It gives a lot of great detail about how to improve your prayer life and, and if you haven't done it before, to, you know, how to get started and to really draw close to God. And, and remember, as we read there in 1 John 3, verse 22, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And, and we pray and need to pray for help to do that, to have the power to keep his commandments and really please him. And then, just like Jesus Christ, we can ask in confidence and in faith, knowing he will answer. He will answer us every time. It's encouraging, it's exciting, and it's something to be very hopeful about, knowing that we have a Father that cares about us and will work out every detail that we need when we ask for his help and and then really strive to obey him. That's all the time we have for today in this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.